Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win, joined by Disney superfan Garrick Wright. Garrick, welcome back to the show. Thank you, I survived. <laughs> you did, you survived the swamp in Orlando. Yeah, I'll tell you. Very hot place. Obviously, there's some sarcasm here. I know we're, you know, conservatives aren't the biggest fan of Disney's nowadays, but I think that if Walt Disney was actually alive, he might be on our side. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that, you know, it's kind of hard to tell what somebody would think back then. I don't think they had transgender folks. <laughs> Even in Thailand, it wasn't until the 70s, so... <laughs> And Walt Disney would probably get along with Brother Nathaniel pretty well, too. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Garrick. Well, as always, things to talk about. Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden, text messaged threatening the Chinese unless they get money. And the Republicans have started an impeachment. We'll see what happens there. We have Donald Trump indicted again. We've got big old Chris Christie to talk about and his <laughs> refusal to, uh, you know, take on the transgender surgeries for minors and we've got the titanic sub or the titan sub that went to the bottom of the ocean yeah yeah we have a coup in russia that wasn't really a coup lindsey graham was very upset about that mm. pat robertson <laughs> we're gonna talk about him i think he's an interesting guy we'll see what you have to say about him elon musk versus mark zuckerberg in a cage and RFK Jr. So we've got a lot to get into. But before we get into that, we had some comments from our last podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) And we were discussing, if you remember, COVID and how that all played out and, you know, whether Trump or DeSantis, you know, are valid, you know, how they handled it, so forth and so on. So we have a comment from Haley B. Shaw said it's 100% fair to criticize Trump on COVID. He outsourced the presidency to quote the experts, but that's on him. Mm. Just like a bad business decision, that's on the CEO. Yes. Amen. We also have a comment from at Markeka, M-A-R-I-K-E-T-A, who says it's fair to criticize anyone for COVID but acting like Trump was the worst of the lot is nonsensical. He was given advice by the experts, he followed it, then backed off when he realized it was BS. He tried to get the vaccine made, he wrote a contract with the drug companies who didn't follow the contract and the courts didn't enforce, but that's not on Trump. I think he did the best he could with the information he was given. So there you go. Well, Donald Trump as an act yeah, I. What, where did he say that he changed course? Like he's still, he's still claiming that he he did the right uh, things. So I, yeah. Well, I think. Well, of course they're not here to say. I think what they were referring to is sort of agreeing to the lockdown for two weeks and realizing, oh, that was a bad idea, and sort of trusting Fauci at first, and then sort of criticizing him later. Sort of that kind of. Yeah. So, so Garrick, Joe Biden took a bribe from the Chinese. I think it seems pretty obvious now. There was a message, I guess it's called the WhatsApp, Hmm. which I don't have that, but I guess that's an app. 
where you I've heard of it. <laughs> where you yeah. text people from internationally. And Hunter Biden says, hey, listen, like, I'm sitting next to my dad. We want this done, meaning we want the payment, or there's going to be consequences. And this uh, is why Joe Biden was vice president, by the way. Wow. Uh, um, my feeling is the media is not going to cover it or not going to cover it a lot. What do the Republicans do with it? Do they continue to talk about it? Do they just let it die off? I guess you continue to talk about it, but I don't know. Is there anything we didn't already know? or? Well, I guess now there's a literal text message that kind of says, you know, hey, like, yeah, give us the money. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's it's uh, like we had the Hunter Biden laptop before. Right. We had him involved in you know, being a board member of some company that he had nothing, no expertise in. He was nothing but a cokehead and used prostitutes. And I mean, Peter Schweitzer knew about this guy. <laughs> and yet, you know, years ago and... You know, Republicans in Congress didn't seem to care, so I, I can't imagine that they'll do anything about it now. Yeah, and I was trying to think, like, what the Biden defense would be, and it's sort of like they would have to almost throw Hunter under the bus to say, like, listen, this guy's a coke addict. You can't trust anything that he said or anything that he texted. But it is kind of funny, like... It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> like, the entire Biden family got paid. Yeah. Like, there's bank records of it. Um, yeah, and old Joe from Scranton has the multiple homes to prove it. Yeah, he sure does. I don't know if you saw the MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Lauren Boebert were going after each other on the floor, and I guess Boebert called MTG a bitch or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> because they were debating over bringing impeachment, like, against Biden, like, our MTG wanted her bill, and Lauren Boebert wanted hers, but apparently it looks like impeachment very well could be happening. Well, good. It should. <laughs> and people... Oh, look at that. The Pride Parade on TV. Oh! oh they made the dog gay, too. <laughs> oh. Oh! Oh! oh look at the... the oh! Uh, <laughs> Kathy Hochul and her... Pink... Lady haired. Yeah, the, the, well, the, yeah, her sign language person has, uh Yeah. Look at that guy what, behind oh, yeah. her. Yeah. Oh, well, that's Al Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant the guy that like Yeah, that. I know. <laughs> but she moved, and I saw Al Sharpton's face. I was like, okay, it all makes sense now. <laughs> Did they already have a parade? How many parades do these people have? I think it's a different city. No? Okay. Uh, yeah, we had ours the first weekend in Buffalo, but. You know, they just go down the throughway, Buffalo, Rochester, Utica. <laughs> they happen in all the major cities. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, just the Biden impeachment, same thing. They're going to impeach him in the House. Obviously, not going to be removed from office. But is this a way for the deep state to finally get rid of Biden somehow? Well, <clears throat> you know... I don't know, because <laughs> I would have thought that they would have gotten rid of him a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's 
again, I, I haven't a clue how this is, how he's continuing. Yeah. It is kind of nice, though, if he gets impeached, even though it you know, doesn't lead to anything, that, you know, it didn't for Trump either, but at least Trump can say, hey, you know. Get this. It just seems to be the thing that happens these days is that uh, right. we're so polarized that. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, old Joe may be in trouble, but they, we, as we've been talking about for two years now, they have no solution to getting rid of Kamala. Right. Apparently, she can't be bought off. So. Well, I seriously doubt that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has a price, as the million dollar man used to say. Well, Kamala must have a high price. I think they got deep pockets. <laughs> Just call BlackRock. If I was Kamala Harris and they wanted me out, I'd say, listen, you're going to give me the, the golden parachute here. Like, I'm not even blink. I could buy a Mercedes every day and not blink an eye. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But she's not going to take it, apparently. So. Uh, they could put her as head of some stupid you know, trust or some global fund and she could, you know, be CEO making tens of millions of dollars every year not knowing anything that she's doing. Yeah, I tell you, most CEOs don't actually know anything yeah. about the business world. So <laughs> they're just really good at bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Look at Donald Trump, for example. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he made great deals, though. He sure does. <laughs> so Donald Trump was indicted again, Garrick, this time for having classified documents, which I didn't think they would bring this because remember they had Biden had these documents too. But yeah, the thing that so does so did Pence, Pence and somebody else had him. Oh, Hillary, of course, with her crap. Yeah, but if the big thing is that none of those people were actually president. Right? I mean, Biden's president now, but when he had those documents, he was VP. Mm. He didn't have the power to declassify anything. Hillary certainly didn't have any power. Mike Pence was VP. He didn't have that power. So it's one of those things where, like, when I've been reading up on it, it's like the declassification laws apply to everybody but the president. Like, yeah. And the president, like, doesn't have to go to the National Archive and say, oh, please, can I take this document? Oh, you know, can, can you declassify this for me? Like, there's no, there's no one above the president in the executive branch. Right. So the whole indictment is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like well, you know, it, yes, on paper that's that's correct, but you know, it, it's in reality, I guess that there's it's more of a political thing than right. you would like yeah. to think. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the good thing for Trump though is that he's going to be in Miami for this trial allegedly. They and like that, him there. They like. They like Donald Trump in Miami. The Cubans, they love me. <laughs> I don't know if you saw after he was arrested, in quotation marks, he went to a Cuban restaurant. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, we'll see. I have no faith in the justice system. I, I guess from what I understand that there's not going to be a trial before the election anyway. So Trump, he really needs to win the election. Uh, or else he's going to go to jail. <laughs> but they're not going to be elected before a trial, you know, a trial before the election. So. Oh, that's good news. Yeah. But the other thing is people say, well, even if there is a trial, you know, you're going to have four or five Cubans on the, on the jury and they're not going to convict them. So. Nice. We'll see. I don't know. 
All right, Garrett. Big fat Chris Christie. <laughs> He's back, man. Chris Christie never goes away. He's too big uh, to go away, I guess. Even when he loses weight, Eddie, he always comes back. And he has one of those body types that's just like, it's just like a marshmallow. He's like oppressively fat. Yeah, I, I actually kind of wonder, like, <clears throat> you know, same thing with Jerry Nadler, uh-huh. who, you know, had the surgery done. and like, Well, I have to say, I think that he looks better than he did when he was, you know, morbidly obese, but you know, some people, they just kind of look better fatter. Like, yeah, Chris Christie's a fat ass, but at the same time, if he lost weight, he might look worse. Yeah, that's something. It's <laughs> like, yeah, you just gotta accept it that he's fat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not a good body type. That's yeah. No, it's a, it's a sad situation. <laughs> There was a Trump on his Truth Social, and Chris Christie was criticizing him, and Trump just put out a tweet or whatever you call it. He's like, does Chris Christie have a psychological issue with size? And he capitalizes size. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, psychological issue. Oh, gotta love it. (laughs) (laughs) But that's actually not why we're bringing up Chris Christie. (laughs) Chris Christie came out and said that he opposes states that are passing laws that prohibit minors from receiving transgender surgeries and hormones. Mm -hmm. And of course, my initial reaction was, you know, Chris Christie is a horrible human being. Yes. However... Some people have said that maybe we should be careful here because you're giving the state the power to regulate medical decisions between parents and minors, and that could be used against you in the future. For example, the state saying, you must take this vaccine, you must take this prescription, you're not allowed to get that surgery because we have the power now to regulate parent-minor relationships and medical decisions. Yeah, so that's a categorical error. Allowing a parent, allowing, and a doctor performing mutilation of children is not in the same category as taking vaccines. Very obviously, you are, should not be... (laughs) cutting off the penis of a, of a boy and should not be lopping off the breasts of teenage girls and pumping them full of hormones that, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's not the way that they were born. Right. No doctor should be allowed to do it. No parent should be allowed to okay it. And I'm fully in favor of government bringing down the hammer on anybody that allows that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm okay with the death penalty for it, personally. Alright. Mm-hmm. And then, but, you know, saying that oh, because Dr. Fauci you know, funded some stupid thing over in China, you know, gain-of-function stuff mm-hmm. that resulted in a deadly virus and killed a lot of people, and now we have to take some experimental vaccine that 
hasn't gone through the process of you know, clinical processes, that's a totally different category and also should not be allowed. So, and by the way, that's already been performed, you know, forced on us. So, I say enforce away. If that's if if I have to take a vaccine, <laughs> fine. Then don't allow kids to have their genitals cut off. Yeah. So anybody making that argument is a fucking moron. <laughs> and Chris Christie can stuff his fucking face. You're with, a fucking moron, Chris Christie. With all the Fritos he wants. I mean, <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> oh. oh. And, con, you know, conservative ink that's, you know, making this argument of, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, actually, <laughs> it's actually conservative to allow boys to have their dicks cut off. Oh, yeah, it is conservative. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the National no, Review. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not buying it. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> What's the next topic? <laughs> well, I don't think we need to say any more about that one. So. <laughs> I fucking hate Chris Christie. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, well, that's Chris Christie for you, so... Yeah. Speaking about morality, why don't we turn to Pat Robertson? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Now, this was fascinating because you had texted me that he died, and you then, in your text, kind of went after him pretty hard, called him a false teacher, and had pointed out a lot of the predictions that he made that were incorrect. Yes. With that said, you know, I kind of looked into some of the things that he said and believed and seemed like a pretty reasonable guy to me. <laughs> Well, sure. <laughs> so let's just give you a couple of examples of what I'm talking about here. From Wikipedia under the category of controversies, <laughs> he called Hin- Hinduism demonic. He yeah. said Islam was satanic. He denounced the left-wing views of feminism, homosexuality, abortion, and liberal college professors. And... He associated September 11, 2001 as sort of a punishment for our sort of pagan beliefs of with, you know, America turning, you know, with the feminists and the gays and so forth and so on. Robertson's quote, Islam is a violent political system bent on the overthrow of governments and world domination. And he also said that Haiti's founders had a pact with the devil, partially why their country is still a shithole. Mm-hmm. As he said, Buddhism is a disease. So he also ran for president in 1988 as a Republican. Yeah. Why don't we just, I'll let you take the floor. What's, what's your beef here with Pat Robertson? Well, I guess from a political standpoint, not much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess he would have made a fantastic president. <laughs> but I wouldn't look to him for any kind of theological doctrine. Yeah, Bible says that if anybody, you know, the way that you test whether or not somebody is a false prophet is, you know, in terms of predicting future events, is that they make a prediction and turns out to not be true. I know of at least three of the major ones that he made that turned out not to be true. <coughs> and two of which had to do with the outcomes of the 2012 and 2020 election. Mm-hmm. So, well, I just just to interrupt. So, mm-hmm. you're saying because he was a man of the cloth, or said to be a preacher, by making these predictions, he 
became a biblical trouble, we'll say, whereas someone who's not a man of the cloth like me and made predictions that were incorrect, it would be more okay. I would just be wrong. But he well, is more. He, the way that he actually phrased it was, God told me oh, okay. that... And he's Adam, and I mean, we can watch the the clips of it, but he was, he made it sound like he was the prophet Isaiah, okay. and uh, yeah, obviously that was wrong, so he, he was wrong there, and then I also saw a clip of him, he had, there, there's a prosperity preacher who is, his name is Kenneth Copeland, this guy is the weirdest looking guy, he, he looks like he has the demons living in his eyeballs. <laughs> I'll show you pictures of him. You won't believe it. Uh, <laughs> and I think he might also be the wealthiest quote-unquote pastor in America. He is worth like, I think over $700 million or something. And he's been around for decades. Yeah. Anyway, I think, yeah, Robertson had him on his show some 20 years ago and the guy I was like oh my brother my brother in Christ ah. and uh, Kenneth Copeland gives him a gives him a envelope with a check in it to go towards his his ministry I guess mm-hmm. at CBN and so he he opens and he's like oh that is very generous oh, <laughs> oh yeah I'm sure it was <laughs> so all of it was very weird you know you don't want to associate with folks like that so <laughs> you know I, I, I just wouldn't uh, look to him for any kind of uh, Christian doctrine or spiritual guidance I see I see yeah, I, I, of course, I remember Pat Robertson from the, the CBN network, and his shows would be on in the mornings and stuff. And of course, the Seven Hundred Club, right? The Seven Hundred Club, and you know, I always thought of him as sort of this crinkly old man, so I didn't pay much attention. Yeah. But when he was younger, he was very charismatic, very yeah. friendly, approachable, humor, mm-hmm. very charismatic, and he's very wealthy, as we kind of alluded to, like really wealthy. Yeah, that's, you know. Really wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> like wealthy or beyond your dreams, so. Yeah, that's, that can be a sign, yeah. you know. Now, uh, this probably is a topic for another podcast. He's a Southern Baptist. Oh. And yeah. I tried. are going through quite a bit right now. <laughs> I tried to sort of figure out the differences between that and regular Baptists and Chat GPT didn't give me a very good explanation, I don't think. No, I probably wouldn't go with that. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know how different theologically, you know, a Southern Baptist is from sort of, we'll use a mainline Protestant denomination. It seems like there were similarities, but again, I'm sure if you dug deep enough, you could find something. Yeah, well, yeah, so the Southern Baptist Convention is the largest denomination, Protestant denomination in America. Yeah. And it has quite a wide range of, of folks in it. People that, you know, you, these names, well, you know, Rick Warren. Yes. He's, he wasn't, he's been excommunicated, I guess. Yeah. But uh, there's another guy, Stephen Furtick, who is a, another mega church guy which I had no idea that he was part of the SBC, but apparently he is. But then you also have really solid people 
at our part of it. Yeah. So I think I think theologically it's supposed to be pretty pretty solid, but there are some folks that go off the rails a bit. Yes, and Rick Warren, since you mentioned him, he was kind of a big name. I remember first hearing about him in 2008. He yeah. had this symposium with Barack Obama and John McCain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the first time I heard of him, yeah. too. <laughs> and I, he was thrown out because he he allowed women to... Yeah, to be, become pastors. He ordained women as pastors. That's which sexist, is, Garrett. That strictly goes against the Bible. So. <laughs> well, what's the definition of a woman? Oh, that's a good, that's another good question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the other thing about Pat Robertson, he did not like John McCain. I don't blame him. Yeah, he said John McCain didn't have the temperament to be president. So. Hmm. So. I also didn't think he had the ideas. Well, yeah, there wasn't much upstairs for John McCain, except for Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. So... <clears throat> And Iraq and Afghanistan and oh, yeah, Syria. Oh man, that guy loved war. He sure did. For a guy who was a prisoner of war, I don't know why he wanted to go to war so much. Yet he wanted Mexicans to just kind of overrun our cities. So. Nasty guy. Yeah. Nasty guy. All right, well, we're about to wrap up here our final two topics. Garrick, there was a a submarine that sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. The Titan sub. I can't imagine being so bored with my life that I'm going to get on a submarine to the bottom of the ocean. One that's an amateur submarine, by the way. To go look at the Titanic. Why do I need to do that? I mean, to me that seems really thrilling, but so scary. I yeah. Think. I mean... <laughs> You won't even go on a roller coaster. You ain't going on a submarine. <laughs> no, I, won't, I won't go on a kiddie roller coaster. Yeah. I'm not going on a submarine to the bottom. Oh, boy. The thing is, I heard the thing was so small, you had to sit cross-legged for like 10 hours. Oh, jeez. I don't know how they went to the bathroom and stuff. Yeah. Maybe the catheters or something? <laughs> That's all right. You, you lost me right there. I'm not going on this. <laughs> but I heard that... I don't know how it all works, but the, the hull breached, and there was the, there was basically an explosion on board, and you would have been incinerated in less than a second. Like, your body would turn to just, like, mush. Yeah, that's why I'd want to go. Yeah, you wouldn't even have time to think about it. Yeah. Like, if you were at the bottom of the ocean, though, like, freezing or starving or whatever, that would not be. Yeah, about to run out of oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, so the lesson is don't go on any submarines. And then, you know, apparently people knew that that had happened, and yet they, the Navy pretended like it didn't. Oh, yeah, the Biden knew it happened. And he waited till the Hunter text message came out to release all that. I mean, they're evil motherfuckers, I'll tell you. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, it's... It's unbelievable. Yeah, too bad. And apparently, <clears throat> this brought up, you know, I, I listened to some out there folks on Twitter, or I read their stuff. <laughs> you know, not, not everything is, uh, I take it with a grain of salt, but uh, I thought this was very interesting about the Titanic, that J.P. Morgan, 
was about was scheduled to go on along with apparently a lot of other wealthy people and he decided the morning of to not go on and yet three people who are who are opposed to the Federal Reserve Act <clears throat> Stroud Guggenheim and Astor multi-millionaire people very influential were on the Titanic and died <clears throat> and I saw that on the you know in, in a tweet and I was like wait a second but I remember watching the movie and from what I remember first class folks you know they had their chance at getting on the lifeboat first mm. so I'm like is it true that some of the wealthiest people in the world did not get on Right. So I looked at Smithsonian Magazine, confirmed that they did in fact perish on the Titanic. Wow. Wow, isn't that something? Well, that is, yeah. I haven't read all the conspiracies about it, but my guess is that like a submarine like shot a torpedo and then they blamed it on the, the iceberg maybe or something like that. Oh, oh I got a... Got another conspiracy for it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> they could... The conspiracy is is that there was a the, there's another ship that looked just like there was a sister ship called oh crap I forgot what the name of it was but it looked a lot like the Titanic had been you know it was a few years old it been in an accident a collision and yeah they wanted to get rid of it and so they J P Morgan took out insurance on it and they sort of like repainted it and mm. put Titanic on it. Okay. And and yeah, that set sail, and then yeah, they they had a hit of an iceberg. Oh, they also the captain of it was a Jesuit oh. who was you know gave the order to go into a cluster of icebergs and you know really yeah put the pedal to the metal on it and try to sink it. So you know, there's there are some things out there. Okay, all right. Now, I don't, you know, these people that think that there were two big ships that looked like the Titanic, I would think that'd be kind of hard to hide. Yes. But it's out there. (laughs) Some folks think it. Yeah. I kind of like the submarine with the torpedo, but okay, you know, we can can all have our own conspiracy theories. (laughs) Teach their own. Did they even have those back then, submarines? Yes, but they were just in their infancy. That was just you know what? Actually, they I think they had submarines during the Civil War. They did, but they were like one-person things. Yeah, yeah. Because World War One was when it first started. That's where the Germans. Yeah, U-boats. The U-boats, right? So it would have been around the same time. But yeah, that was crazy to me to think that they actually had the technology in yeah. the during the Civil, you know, fifty years earlier, right. sixty years earlier, to have yeah, any form of underwater. <laughs> stuff it's like wow that's crazy yeah absolutely (laughs) still wouldn't want to be on any submarine in the civil war or modern day no especially you probably have to you imagine the bathroom situation on this (laughs) yeah all the more reason not to go yeah i have a photo finish we're under attack (laughs) (laughs) the entire thing smells like ass <laughs> That'd be a bad situation. 
Garrick, we mentioned that over the weekend that apparently there was some Russian general that was revolting against Putin and Lindsey Graham and all the Washington DC people were excited that maybe Russia is going to go into civil war. This is how insane they are. They think that Russia, the country with the most nuclear weapons, going into a civil war would be a good thing. Yeah. Like it's madness what these people think. Yeah, they're really idiots. And Lindsey Graham, you're the senator from South Carolina. Why are you so worried about Ukraine and Russia? Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I actually just read up on the whole thing. It seems like such a weird... My understanding is that, the, you know, this was started by somebody that was... He knew Putin back in the 80s. Yeah. He spent 10 years in prison, came out, and that's what, yeah, after 10 years he knew Putin, and started like a hot dog stand or something, <laughs> and then eventually got money to start a, I guess Russia has companies that are basically mercenaries, which is so weird to me, I don't know why you don't just have your own army, but right. I, I guess it gives them plausible deniability, which is kind of weird, I'm not sure it does, but right. it is what they do, and yeah. so... Yeah, there. This is a company that he runs. That is, you know, they are they get a lot of payments by the Kremlin, mm-hmm. and they hire thousands and tens of thousands of mercenaries. And yeah, I guess apparently they were starting a revolt against heading towards Moscow. But as of right now, it sounds like that's at a hold. Apparently, the situation has been resolved, and there's no more issues. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... I, I mean, it's, it's, it's too much. Like, people want to pretend they know what's going on in Russia. No one actually knows for sure. No. I don't even think experts know. No, they don't know. I mean, they're too busy spying on us to know what's actually going on in another country. Yeah, good country. boy. <laughs> so, from what I understand, everything is back to the way it was. So, they All made right. some deal or whatever. But did you know, have noticed that a lot of Russians have a very Asian look to them? <laughs> like, you think of Russian, they're all white Europeans, but when you look at a map of Russia, it covers a lot of Asia. It does, yeah. And there's a lot of Russians that have a very Asian look to them. Interesting. Like Mongolia, sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Moscow is kind of far to the west. Right. But yeah, when you get further east, uh, yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. RFK Jr. Who uh, has a great body, by the way. He's jacked up, isn't he? Yeah, I, I had no idea. 69 years old, he's got abs. and. Yeah, he looks better than Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. As far as I'm concerned, he should be president. <laughs> Just based on physical fitness standards alone. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had one like that in a long time. I don't think we've ever had one. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> so I was at L.A. South, or no, yeah, L.A. North, Lackawanna. Apparently, back in the day, Lackawanna, New York, the people who lived in Lackawanna called Lackawanna, L.A. of the North. As in Los Angeles of the North, that's sort of a joke. Oh, L.A. North or L.A. East. Maybe maybe it was L.A. East. That'd make more sense. But yeah, L.A. Of the East. Just because it's Lackawanna. Yeah. Okay. L.A. L.A. That's the only thing they have in common. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so it was with a family member, you can probably figure out who it was. He was reading an article in the Buffalo News about RFK Jr. that was written by Susan Estridge. Remember her? <laughs> <laughs> and he went, Well, Sean! <laughs> <laughs> I laughed and like, Is she still around? <laughs> wow, that's crazy. But Susan Estridge went on to say that RFK Jr. was a heroin addict and that hmm. he's anti-vax and he's pro-gun. And anyway, when my family member was done reading the article, he said, this RFK is crazy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, the media, just the hold on the older generation is just, ugh. Yeah. Well, I know of this relative. No, you sure do. <laughs> he's easily manipulated. <laughs> That's the thing. You imagine there's millions, um, probably are millions of people that just read the paper and watch the news, and that's yeah, they think that they're actually yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I think I heard a I heard a quote. It may have been Mark Twain, but it was if you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed, and if you do, you're misinformed. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. yeah. Too bad. Well, RFK wants to debate Biden. Biden refuses. So we'll see how far RFK can go. But I hope he does well. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him get the nomination. Yeah, that would be great. I wouldn't count on it. The Democrats will steal it from him. They will, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maryland ballots for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. All right, the last thing. Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg in a steel cage. I don't know if you saw this Twitter beef. I did. I was a little confused. I'm not, I wasn't sure if it was a real thing, but they claim it's real. Although who knows? Zuckerberg's only five seven. Huh. That Elon Musk is six one, but apparently Zuckerberg is into muay thai and training and all that kind of stuff. They want to fight in a cage, and apparently, the UFC said that if they do end up fighting, it'll be a billion dollar fight. That's how much revenue they think they'll get from it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be cheering for Musk, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great if he just, like, actually killed Zuckerberg. Yeah, they should fight on a submarine about that underneath the water. Oh, that would be nice, too. <laughs> or in a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I think that's all I have. Feel yeah. free to comment, and we will read your comments over the air. And I guess that about wraps it up. Chris Christie. Oh. What would you do if... Like, if it was RFK versus Christie, I'd vote for RFK without question. Oh, yeah. If it was Chris Christie versus Biden, I think I'd maybe I'd just do a third party or not vote. Yeah, that would be a tough one. It's a good thing that we're in New York, so it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. That would be something. Sure would be. All right, folks. We'll see you next time.